You're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a powerful conversation on what it takes to become enough and stay enough as we strive toward our potential. I'm your host, Enoughness Coach and Women's Leadership Mentor, Megan Hale. Join me every Monday and Thursday as I talk to some of the top voices on what it takes to live true, live brave, and become our biggest champion along the way. It's time to revolutionize the way you live, love, work, and dream. This is the Enoughness Revolution. Hello, leaders, and welcome to a brand new week on the Enoughness Revolution. I am so excited for our next guest. She's become a very quick friend of mine. But before I introduce you to her, I do want to remind you all that if you have not checked out the Fierce Women Masterclass, you need to come on over. One of our co-creators, Sherry Teigman, is going to be leading the Fierce Women Leadership Collective this week, which is our accompanying Facebook group for everyone who's going through the course. And she's going to have some power-packed activities all this week. And if you do not know Sherry, you have got to know her because she's one of my favorite people in the world. So you can find out more about the masterclass at fiercewomenmasterclass.com. If you're a female entrepreneur who is ready to up-level their business, then you need the mindset that is going to get you there. So that's what the masterclass is all about, to help you prepare the inner work that gets the outer results. And I would love to see you in there. So today I'm speaking to the lovely Paige Filiator, who is the founder and CEO of Fred Darling, a creative marketing studio where she mixes energy work with savvy and seductive sales strategies to co-create six and seven figure businesses with her fiercely feminine clients. Paige became a mompreneur in October and went on to make her first six figures in less than six months. Today, she's surpassed over $300,000 in wealth creation for her clients alone and clients she lovingly forces to talk openly and honestly about the wealth they create in hopes of normalizing it in society. She's launching her first flagship group program called Baby Gab Business in July of 2016. That's just right around the corner, you guys. She's known for her irreverent brand, bold personality, loyal tribe, and fierce dedication to her clients' successes. When she's not in her studio, you can find her live almost every day in her private Facebook group called Baby Got Brand, which I'm going to include a link to in the show notes because it's an awesome place to hang out. Or she's squeezing her baby bear, Ford, who is such a precious little boy, PDAing with her husband, Todd, or fulfilling her queenly duties of Miss Marion or performing theater in her city. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paige. She's quickly become one of my favorite people. So without further ado, here she is. Welcome back to the Enoughness Revolution, everybody. I am so excited to have Paige Filiator with me here today. If you do not know her, you're going to love her because I have fallen <laughs> in love with her in a very short time period. So Paige, thank you for being here with me. Thank you for having me. It's a dream come true. Like When you asked me, I was like, yes. <laughs> well, I think you have such a juicy story to share because you have gone through such momentous growth in a very short period of time. 
And I know from the work that I do with the enoughness work that when we're going through all these massive up levels, those voices of not enough can really show up and be like, are you sure you can really do this? Or who's going to listen to you? Who's going to pay that? All of the stuff that we have, we come up against as entrepreneurs. So I'm really excited to dig in here with you. Mm. Um, just as a little bit of a background, will you share with the listeners kind of where you're coming into the online world? Because you, you've had a brick and mortar business for a while. Mm -hmm. So I started my business three years ago. Even, no, it might, be, it might be four years now. I've completely lost track. <laughs> I know it was at least three. Um, and I started a blog and I was using social media just kind of as a platform to get away from what I was doing. I was working at a law firm at the time and I was just really unhappy. And so I was blogging and I saw such a, a wide open market to be able to use social media to put these businesses in front of the people that needed them. Mm -hmm. So I started to do that with local businesses. So I worked with like local dentists um, and politicians. I worked with our economic developer. I've worked with landscapers. I've worked with interior designers. And so I really got my feet wet for like those first two or three years of running a, running a business. It was really isolated. Um, I was young, I was 25, and in a small town, I was also a woman, and it, you know, the, all that kind of comes with its own, own stuff. So when I, I got pregnant in February of 2015 and decided, okay, <laughs> um, I'm not probably ever going to make the money that I really want to make in order to have the life that I want to have for my child. Like I wanted so much for him and I had a great life, but I wanted even more for him. Like we all do, you know, mm -hmm. and I knew that it wasn't going to happen with working with, um, the local businesses, not yet. And I had a few friends online from social media marketing, like being in a group and yeah. helping each other do what we were doing on the outside, like on that with the offline entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So I had a few friends online and they're actually still like some of my best friends. And it's, it's interesting. We're doing a lot of the same things right now, but, um, I decided, uh, I had the baby in October, I had Ford, the baby, I had Ford <laughs> in October and I decided, okay, well, I'm going to really market myself online. I'm going to talk about doing Facebook ads for online entrepreneurs. I'm going to learn everything I possibly can. I'm also a copywriter. And I think that people are going to be more receiving of a copywriter than online than they would be offline. So I just started marketing myself online to online entrepreneurs and it exploded. Yes, it totally exploded. <laughs> it just exploded. <laughs> yeah, so your online business now, um, let's talk about what's happened since you've really stepped into this role because, I mean, I've been watching this from the outside uh -huh. and it's so magical and so inspiring for a lot of different reasons. The first that I see is just massive growth. Like, like it's nobody's business growth. But secondly, like I see so much of you, like who you are just seeping out of every single thing that you put out there. Mm -hmm. And it's just so authentic. And it acts like this beautiful gravity that I talk about all the time when we do like this, this inner work of like really getting to know ourselves and value ourselves that it starts pulling people to us. We're like a magnet. And I see that so strongly in what you've been able to create in such a short time. Mm -hmm. so I'd love to talk to you. Like what is some of the work that you've done to get really clear on, on who you are at your core that you've infused this in your business in like such a great way? I think I've always known. I've always had a very fierce sense of who I am mm -hmm. and what I was here to do. Um, 
I didn't know what that looked like ever. You know, I just knew. I mean, I remember being in sixth and seventh grade being like, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to change the world. I have no idea how I'm going to do it. And so I've always carried that with me. And that's probably what's gotten me through all the bullshit that you have to deal with when you get to this level. Um, and I, but I, I deal with every single day enoughness. Like, am I going to be enough is what I'm doing enough. And so, I mean, I really, I can't tell you like what I do every single day other than I meditate, but it's just a deep, deep belief in knowing of what my purpose is. And I never lose sight of that ever. Yes. And that's exactly what I call conviction. Like mm -hmm. when we know, like in the very cells of our body, like who we are and what we're here to do, even if we don't know what that looks like, how mm -hmm. it usually comes as we kind of step more into who we are, or that's what I found. Yeah. I mean, even when I did start the blog, I didn't know what that was going to be. I just knew, like I knew, like I knew that I needed to do it. And then when I found social media marketing, I knew that I needed to do that. And that's not even what I do now. So you have to let go of the how. Um, I, did I ever think that I'd be like a Facebook ads expert or that I would be like known for sales funnels? No. I mean, I hated selling. I hated sales. I thought it was icky. And now it's like sexy and seductive. I love it. But it's like I let, I let it go. I let go of the how. And that's when it, it you know, the, that clarity comes in the action. You just do it. And then all that stuff kind of works out. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I love how, you know, the more action you take, the clearer you get. And like mm -hmm. another avenue will kind of open up and you'll be like, mm -hmm. oh, go explore that. And like, before you know it, you have this like fully functioning business. that's totally rocking your world. And you're like, I don't even know how I got here. I just thin air. Todd always jokes about my husband. Todd always jokes about how I started a business out of thin air. Mm -hmm. I truly have no, like, I don't, it's such been such a whirlwind. Oh, I bet. I bet. Mm -hmm. So what has it been like for you to experience like all this growth in such a short time, like on a personal level? Uh, oh, definitely the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Mm -hmm. I know that everybody, I actually had somebody inbox me and say that she found it hard at first to connect with my journey because everything looked so perfect. And I thought here, I thought I had been doing a good job of being transparent and authentic, but maybe even in that it looks perfect and I need to be better at explaining how devastating this can be and like heart-wrenching and just so much in inner work that you need to do and you know when you're when you start to succeed when you start to up level really quickly your vibration changes and if the people around you's vibration does not change that can cause you know the loss of relationships friendships marriages and thank god you know todd has evolved with me we've evolved together yeah but there have definitely been instances where people don't understand what I do and how and why I do how I like what I do, like why I do it and how I do it. And it has caused, you know, obviously the loss of, of things in my life. But every time I hit a level an up level, um, something, it, it makes me have to like take another step back and really look at myself every single day. It's just like so much the best personal development thing you'll ever do for yourself is starting a business. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And so, you know, I want to talk about how you continue to expand because I know those voices are not enough pop up. They do for all of us. Mm -hmm. So when that voice pops up, like, how do you cope with that? How do you talk it down? How do you push through? What are some of your tools that you, that you use, you think? Yeah. So I go back to the knowing. Mm -hmm. I always check in. I'm like, 
do I still know that this is my purpose and this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Does it still feel like this is the right thing to be doing and the right way to be doing it? And if it doesn't feel like this is the right way to be doing it, then I won't. And um, then I ask myself, am I serving more than I'm hurting? I guess I don't ever want to hurt anybody, but when you're a leader, you do two things, one of two things. You're either inspiring people or you're triggering people. Mm-hmm. And you never mean to trigger anyone and you never mean to make anybody feel a certain way, but it, you can't control everybody else's feelings. So you have to be prepared for your actions and your words and your enoughness to make people feel bad. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's always like, okay, but is this serving more than it's hurting? Is this... Is this story, is my messy going to, is there a teachable moment in here? And if there's not, then I won't talk about it. But if there is, then I will. And then nothing's off limits in that case. For sure. So I want to talk about from like an energetic perspective, like you've brought in serious dough (laughs) and your business started (laughs) growing, right? I want to talk about like the energetic shifts that have to happen for you to allow that money to come in, to receive it. Um, That's, that is... That is the thing I work on the most every single day because there's something, something could happen every single day where it will block my ability to receive and severely affect my ability to bring in money for my family. So let's say that something, something happened last weekend where me talking about money or me making money was brought, like, was brought into a negative light. And I had to be very conscious about, okay, so this is, this could very well affect how I, how I make money in my business and then my family. So I have to meditate. I have to ground. I have to do alignments. I have to say affirmations. One of my favorite affirmations is money is just, money is just energy to serve my highest good. Mm. Listen, if I, if it was about money for me, I'd be walking around in Dior all day and have my nails done and (laughs) facial every day. It's not about the money for me. Um, money is just the energy to create the space to do the things I'm meant to do and to be able to receive it is one thing, but then once you have it in your life (laughs) to be able to keep it is another thing. So when you aren't used to having a lot of money come into your business, you spend it really quickly. So I wish I could say that after a $50,000 a month or a $30,000 a month, I have 15, 20 of that stocked away. I wish I could say that, but I don't because it all goes back into my business. And then you have to realize that you have to hire people to help you do what you can't do. And it's all energy work. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I think like, that's what I've noticed too, like opening myself to receive more than I've ever received before. Like mm-hmm. I almost noticed like there's like a resistance. Oh, there is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to go and like find like, okay, so what's going on here? Where is this in my body? Where is it living? Talk to it a little bit and give permission to to receive a lot of mine were they're all subconscious obviously i don't think anybody subconsciously is like i don't want to receive the money but for me it was gosh it was a i I do kinesiology with belinda obviously and um so for me it was i never wanted to outshine my parents uh, I never wanted to make other people feel small. Mm-hmm. I was really comfortable being broke, like so much so that I would kick myself out of alignment. Like when I would be in abundance alignment, like I'd be, things would be going really well. I would kick myself out of it, spend all that money so I could be comfortable in my brokenness again. Mm. So, yeah. And I don't know. We, I still don't know, really know. I mean, if you believe 
like I believe in past lives and things like that, then it's been centuries that I've been this way and that my family has been this way. So for me, making money is like breaking that yeah. for the future generations. No more, like the money story is completely different now. Oh yeah. And I think that we have to be really vigilant about maintaining that new money story because it's like when we kind of let our guard down, like the old story is still there. Oh yeah. <laughs> every day, every day I'm like, Oh, but that's a lot of money to like, you know, I don't know if they have, before I get on a sales call, the last thing I should be doing is writing their money straight for them and saying, that's a lot of money. What if they don't have that money? How are they going to find the money to pay me? Yeah. I'm, it's, it goes against everything I consciously know that my services are going to make them three, four, five, ten times than what they're spending and that I'm doing them a disservice by not offering them the package that gives them the best result. But I have to fight those demons every day. Yeah. Every day. And I think like that's where like the self-awareness is so important for your own leadership because it's mm -hmm. so easy for us to be like living off of an old script if we're not careful. Because they're sneaky. They're sneaky little bastards. Yeah, they come in at, oh, all the time, like all, all day long. It's constantly me just batting that stuff away. And I can't tell you how many times I'm on. Thank God, most of my clients are transformational, like energy healers and coaches and money coaches. So yeah. I will just text them and be like, oh, like I'm having a moment, you know, like to give me an affirmation. <laughs> but it's every single day, every day. But I think that's a big thing of leadership too, of reaching out and having that support around you, right? And I built it. It's conscious, a very conscious, the people around me. And I, I attracted them and I'm very aware of keeping them and nurturing those friendships and doing what I can to help them because I'm really building, I don't want to say I'm building my tribe, but I'm really building like this spiritual, like this warrior sisterhood where it's going to take the world and we have to have each other's backs. When I have like a day like I had today, I have, I know that there's like 10 women that are just there, that are just there. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I just know they're there. Yeah, it's priceless. No, it really, really is. So the one thing I want to talk to you about we haven't covered yet is visibility. Mm. Because I feel like so many of us struggle with really stepping up and getting visible in our message and with, you know, those voices are not enough to be like, oh, well, who's going to listen to me? Or what do mm -hmm. I have to share? You have become like, I, I love watching your videos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just I love it because you just bring it. And I think that, you know, based on, I know you do a lot of theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're used to being in the public eye. Mm -hmm. But for someone who's really struggling with getting visible, like what are some of the tips that you might share with them? Well, one of my favorite is alter ego. So it's definitely not you. Like you don't have to be you necessarily on video. And you don't have to do video. Like I always am like a big proponent of how are you the most you? You know, if some people like can share their energy and their light through words. I'm a great writer. I am a copywriter. <laughs> I make a living writing. But I'm better on video. People can feel me better on video. My energy is more received on video. So I do video. And so I don't necessarily think everybody should do video, but if they did, then it needs to be how, when do you feel you're most confident? You know what I mean? Some people for me I love to put on lipstick. I don't love doing lives without lipstick on. I just don't. You know what I mean? And I, am I okay walking to Target, you know, without lipstick on and my hair on top of my head? Yeah. But for me, I want to be like my alter ego when I'm on those lives and not, and bringing it. And yeah. even if I'm, if, even if I'm not feeling it that day, so that, and who cares if nobody's on the other side listening to you? Mm. Like I have 
I can't, I'll give you a good story about this. I actually did a whole training. I asked my, this is when that baby got brand was very new. Like the, the group was very new and I was nurturing them like hardcore. And I was like, I'm going to do a training biweekly. And I asked them what they wanted and they said they wanted a sales funnel training. And I was like, okay, I can totally do that. So I just had the baby and I'm spending all this time putting this together and 30, 40 people registered and nobody showed up. Nobody. <laughs> I did that training like there were 80 people on the other side of it and I killed it. And I took that training, I wrapped it up, I added some things to it and I sold it for $27. I made thousands of dollars off of that training that nobody showed up to. Mm. So at the end of the day, if you have something to say, say it and then repurpose it if nobody showed up. They will. If you keep showing up, they will show up. Mm, I think that's strong advice, sister. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love it. So what's some of the biggest lessons you've learned in the past six months say, on just owning who you are and, and pushing through fear and showing up on a consistent basis for yourself and your business? That's somebody out there needs you and they need to hear what you have to say. And if you don't, it's selfish. Mm -hmm. it's, at the end of the day, even when I feel... I feel like icky or I feel that people are talking about me or they're saying these things about me or, you know, I don't want to show up. Maybe I'm just not feeling great energetically. I know that somebody is waiting for me on their commute to work and that they depend on my energy and my message every single day. And that's what, that is what it is to be a leader. Like you show up, you just show up and it's not cut out for everybody. There are business owners and then there are leaders. And so you usually decide what you want to do. But the thing is, you already know. You already know if you're a business owner or you're a leader. And so if you know that you're a leader and you already know what you have to do, so just do it. <laughs> See, I'd be like the worst coach. I'd be like, <laughs> just do it. You're so annoying. Just do it. <laughs> you already know what you have to do. <laughs> but it's so true. Like I, I, I can't say enough about you have to show up for those who need you because there is somebody that needs you out there that needs to hear what you have to say. And if you feel a calling or a pull to talk about something, then you need to talk about it. And nobody can buy, I mean, this is very like foundational, but nobody can buy from you if they don't know you exist. Oh yeah, for sure. If they don't know who you are. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I see is coming up real strong. I mean, action. It's just, it's action. Like we can stay in fear all we want. We can stay in the thinking, but action is such a big piece of just moving yourself forward. Three years, three years of just watching what everybody else was doing was all I was doing, was watching and learning. I'm a learner. I'm, I love learning. But when I actually had the baby and put my head down and created, that's when all this came. Yeah. None of it came when I was just like absorbing. You have to create, you have to implement, you have to act. And like we said earlier, the clarity comes in the action. You don't have to just do it. If you have a message, you have something you want to talk about, get on live and just do it. Yes, I agree. So since you've really focused on helping people brand themselves, mm -hmm. what are some tips that you would give somebody who's like really kind of starting out trying to find their mojo, trying to find their niche, trying to find who they are and how to translate that into their brand? I always ask them first, like, who do you really want to serve? Mm -hmm. And because who you want to serve and who will actually buy your services are sometimes two very different things, but you have to start with who you want to serve. And then we can talk about, okay, but are they in a position to buy what it is that you're doing? Um, but even before that, it's what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. Because 
even if you, there are some things that you may want to do, but nobody will buy. So you've got to start with that. You know what I mean? You've got to really start with what is it that you want to do. And what happens with my clients and I, that's why like I can do these laser coaching sessions or targeting sessions in like 20 minutes because I'm really good at pulling people out of the air and just bringing them to the ground and being like, okay, so what it, tell me what you do. And they're like, I help people do this and we do this and this and this and this. And I pull it out of the air and I put it into a process and I'm like, this is your process. And that's how I brand people. I don't give them like a color palette and a logo and a font and say, this is your brand. I say, this is your process. This is who it's going to help. This is who's going to pay you for it. This is how much you're going to charge for it. This is how you're going to position yourself. And this is what we're going to say about it. Because at the end of the day, your brand is what you talk about all day, every day and how you show up. And so for clients, I just figure the process out. I hear their process in their words and then I tell them, okay, so go on live and talk about this for a week. It's the step one in the process. Talk about this for a week. This is step two in the process. Talk about this the next week. I'm telling you, those are the, those are the clients that go and do those things and get those painful clients, those $30,000 a month because they're talking about their process and they're talking about how they're going to help people. That's how I bring in people. I don't, like I said, I don't give them a color palette. <laughs> no, I know, but I love that. But it's, it's really like, and I think sometimes we get mis, uh, like misfed information about what a brand really is. Mm-hmm. And like branding is so much more than just the visual elements. It's your edge. It's like, what makes you different and how do you help people? Mm-hmm. And so for me, what makes me different from all the other Facebook ad strategists or the other sales funnel, I'm very like, I'm very about energy. Mm -hmm. I'm very about transparency. It's just as much about strategy as it is for substance for me. Mm -hmm. It's so much about context for me. And that's my edge. It's always been my edge is that I bring just a different energy to the thing that I do, whatever the thing is. But I would also say there's another step that goes into all that and that's owning the edge. Mm. (laughs) And I think that you do that crown. Yes, girl. I'm telling you. Like helping people own their edge. Like that's, that's your uniqueness. That's what makes Mm -hmm. you special. And I think sometimes as women, it's like, Oh, you know, we, we feel I'm scared of putting ourselves out there and like, look at me. I'm, I'm so different. And, but that's, that's owning, owning your unique qualities. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's how you eliminate competition. Are you kidding me? Everybody's like, I I don't, I couldn't even tell you. I had to write down a list of my competitors and I didn't even know where to start. I have no idea. I have no, cause no, in my opinion, nobody does it like me. And so I don't have any competitors. I just have peers. And so that's the first thing I tell people is like, if you want to stand out, you have to find your edge and then yeah, you have to own it. Like you have to be about it every single day. If you want to be a psychic business coach, you better be the most psychic business coach around you know what I mean like flaunt your psychicness and your businessnessness you need to just like own it and decide that that's what you want to do and that's who you want to be and I mean I just decided one day that I wanted to be a, I was good at Facebook ads I was making people money and I was like I'm going to be a Facebook ads expert and so I talked about it all day long and then people started referring me and then people started calling me an expert and I was like oh damn yeah, you do. Absolutely. So the last thing I want to ask you is because you're kind of touching on this a little bit mm-hmm. is the whole comparison thing. Does that show up for you? And mm. how do you avoid it? Does it show up for me? It show it used to show up for me a lot more. It doesn't anymore because I know I'm very aware of how I I'm very aware of how I'm different and mm-hmm. I own that and I don't worry about 
I mean, I guess a good example would be, you know, Zach Spuckler and I do a lot of the same stuff. Amanda Bond and I do some of the same stuff. And I'd still recommend their courses yeah. because they all work together. You know what I mean? How Zach does his stuff is completely different of how I do my, my stuff. And Amanda does hers completely different. Yeah. And so to me, it's about collaboration and not competition. And I've never looked at them recently, obviously, even now that I have my, like, I know, like, I know, like, I know, um, I don't look at them as competition. So it's, it's being very confident in your abilities and what you, your edge, like it all starts there. And so I don't, I don't really, you know, it doesn't show up for me <laughs> anymore. It just doesn't like, obviously, like I remember once I put a sales funnel, like a sales funnel. Oh, I did my masterclass and I said, I have a sales funnel masterclass. And literally the next day, I think screw the nine to five did one and, mm -hmm. or somebody else did one. I was like, really? But then I was like, what? They're going <laughs> to, that's how the universe works. It's showing you like, okay, well this is needed. Yeah. You know? And so good job Paige. You created something that was needed and the people that buy mine bought theirs too. And it's like, whatever. And then they got a little bit of both worlds. They got me talking about here, talking to my Valley girl voice and bringing a lot of bubbly energy and they got what, you know, they bring to it. So you have to look at it that way. Like nobody can compete with you. Mm. There's not another you if you own you and are fully in your power. That is some good reframing mojo, girl. Thank you. I've had a lot of work on reframing. <laughs> reframing. <laughs> but I mean, it really is because when you see somebody doing something similar, it is validation that what you're doing is needed. Mm -hmm. And when you see somebody else being really successful with what you do, it's like, oh, evidence. Like, oh, I can. Need. <laughs> If I can, if they can make thousands and thousands of dollars from that, so can I, you know, so can I, because I have people that are just going to buy it because I did it because yeah. that's my energy, you know, and because they just want to buy from me because they like me and there are people that are going to buy anything that they put out because they just love them for them. Yeah. And the more energy you give to those people, like the more you think about them, the more energy you give them. So why don't. Like, don't think about your competition because then you're just sending more energy their way. Yes. You can't even be bothered with it. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, there's always potential for collaboration, I think, especially I mean, if you're doing something really well. Absolutely. I, Emily and I, uh, Emily Hirsch and I do the exact, <laughs> the, literally the exact same thing. Um, other than I probably am more strategic and meant like mentor and more of a coach, mm -hmm. she wants to implement, but from the outside we do the exact same thing. And so I was like, I don't want to implement. I'm really good at strategy and visualizing and holding the space for the client and working with the client one-on-one, -on -one, but I don't want to implement and you love implementing. So now we've just like teamed up to create this like hybrid and it's amazing. It's been amazing so far because my clients get a hundred percent of what I can bring to the table instead of 50% because the other 50% is me doing stuff I hate doing right at the end of the day, but they get a hundred, hundred, probably 110% of me and they get 110% of her and they get the better results that way. So always looking for opportunities to collaborate. Mm, I love it. That's how, I mean, you know, I love to collaborate too. So like looking for other, for other women who are doing something that, you know, I value, but do it in a different way or might even do it a little bit better than me. Mm -hmm. like, bring it on girl. Like <laughs> together when we combine forces. And you can just best. learn and you can always just learn from them. Like I look up to all my clients. Like I wouldn't, my, the way that I decide if I'm going to work with somebody is if I look up to them or not, like would I hire them as a coach? Right. or a mentor, cool, then I definitely want to work with them. And then yeah. if I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? So it's just how you look at everything. 
No, I totally agree. So the last question that I want to ask you is as far as like your leadership goes, like what do you think are the biggest ways that you've grown in the past six months? Mm. I, I think I've just grown stronger in my convictions mm-hmm. and I am just stronger in general, I guess would say, like, I was just thinking about this today. You know, we talked a little bit about things that happen, you know, as a leader and I'm like, I didn't cry. You know what I mean? Like months ago, I would have just lost my mind and I'm like, it's okay to cry, but sometimes you just, sometimes you just don't have to. And to me, it shows me that I have a greater understanding of my emotions Yeah, because I, I can recognize them and go in and be like, that's what that is. And then I don't have to cry about it. And so to me, it's just being stronger in general. I'm just a stronger leader. I take, I, the people around me become stronger. Um, they become better leaders. They, I push them even when I don't mean to. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just much stronger in my convictions and there's nothing you can tell me. You can't tell me that what I'm going to do for the world is not going to happen. And you can't tell me to stop doing it the way that I'm doing it because I know the way that I'm doing it is the only way to get it done for me and to get what I believe needs to be done, done. So I respect opinions. I respect your, but I gracefully disagree and I'm going to continue to do it the way that I know how to do it and that I believe it needs to get done. Period. That's that's simply staying true to your path and Mm -hmm. true to what works for you. And I don't think there's anything more powerful than that in leadership at all. And, you know, to each their own, but just gracefully saying, I, I respect your opinion, but I, I don't agree and I'm going to continue to do it my way. And if you're triggered, sorry, <laughs> if you're inspired, yay. <laughs> I think that that's what, that's what leads to success though, is being willing to stay true to, to your way versus kind of watering yourself down or switching positions or directions. You can't, you cannot back down as a leader to make other people feel comfortable. You cannot because the entire way to the top of leadering up is going to be people trying to pull you back down to, to their level of being comfortable. Like mm-hmm. it's very uncomfortable, comfortable for the people around me. I'm sure to watch me grow at this rate because they feel like they're losing me and they're losing the old me that was struggling. I'm still very much who I am at the core, but they are losing me as they knew me. Right. And my husband the other day was like, it's so funny. He's so conscious and aware now, you know what I mean? And we're both just so aware. And, and for him to be the one to tell me, he goes, they, the people around you love you. They love you. And they, they don't want to lose you the way that you are, but don't promise me that you will not stay. Just stay the way you are just to make other people comfortable. Mm. And I promised myself. There's too many people that need this and me and my message and my energy in the world. And I think that that's actually one of the biggest fears for people when they actually start stepping up into who they want to be is they're afraid that they're going to lose relationships. They're afraid that things are going to change and things will change. That's the unfortunate truth is that you will like, we don't talk enough about it. Yeah. We, we talk about the really like beautiful fluffy side of entrepreneurship and how we, you know, we get to do what we want and we have this money and blah, blah, blah. But we don't talk about the relationships lost and just losses in general. Um, you have to grieve those relationships. You have to bless it and then you have to move on. And those are things that we don't, we don't talk about enough probably in entrepreneurship as women is that, yeah, you do lose those relationships. 
um, as you know them. Some of them evolve. Yeah, some of them do and some of them shift. But for every relationship, you know, there's going to have to be more space created for, for this growth and this expansion. And some relationships can handle it. Some of them can't. And you're yeah. never going to know which is which. <laughs> and, <laughs> it doesn't, it, yeah, and it doesn't make you love them any less, which I think that's the hardest part. It's because you don't. You don't love them any less. And you still want them, you still want them in your life. But in order for you to get to where you're supposed to go and that you know you're supposed to go, you may not be able to necessarily have them in the life in your life the way that you did before. And it's a very real thing. And that's what you need to be prepared for. But leadership is not comfortable. Totally not. It's totally. not like it's nice. Eventually it gets, you know, I'm sure that I'm not even there yet where it's, there's, it's just easy. Yeah. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard it's easy <laughs> at some point. This gets really easy and fun, but right now it's just, it's excruciating to get to that point. It's beautiful and I'm blessed and every day I do my gratitudes, but it's messy as hell. Yes. And like, I can see, you know, some of the clients when I'm doing the enoughness work with them, especially if we're doing it like in the confines of the sisterhood, which is like a two month program when they go through massive change and like two months is a really short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So when you're going through up level after up level, it's like things start to feel like, I don't even know really who I am because I'm integrating all of this stuff at such a rapid rate. I can't and tell you how many times I've said that. I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Like Todd's like, I don't know who you, I don't know who I am anymore. You know, it's not to make me a bad person, but I mean, I up level very quickly. Yeah. I'm a quick start personality. And so I'm always on to the next level and it is it. You don't know who you are. I don't even, sometimes people remind me of the things I've accomplished and I still am like, what, who, <laughs> who did those things? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally get that. I totally understand what you're saying when it is in that two months, it's a lot of change to happen and it can make people uncomfortable and it's definitely sure as hell uncomfortable for you. Um, and it's, God, there's so many lessons learned and you're going to mess so many things up and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to piss people off. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to know that you're always doing your best. Even when it doesn't feel like you're doing your best, you're doing your best in that moment with everything that you're given. Mm, I love that. So I think I mean, you're enough. <laughs> but that self-compassion though is so huge. And like, I think that sometimes we just expect for things to be easy and not messy. Like when we're going through all of this mm -hmm. transformation, and it's, it's not going to be that. <laughs> so no, it's, it's really messy. And you know, it feels so, and I've had so many people tell me like they, it feels better to know that you have money shit and you have up leveling stuff and you have this mess at every single level, at every level when you're making $500 in your business a month. And when you're making $500,000 in your business a month, it's still messy as hell. Yes. It's, it's a lot easier and more fun to be messy when you have 500,000. <laughs> I don't know. I don't make that much, but I mean, I'm imagining that's probably, probably a little bit easier up there, but, um, it's, it's messy, but it's totally worth it because yeah. think about the leader you're going to be when you're, when you're on the other side. And that's like exactly why I wanted to start the whole conversation around enoughness because I really wanted to dispel the myth that it doesn't matter how much success you have. Like the voices of not enough are still going to be there. Oh, no matter what. You're still going to have to treat yourself with that grace and compassion. Allow yourself to be human. Allow yourself to be imperfect. Know that you're still enough just as you are. So you can continue to show up more boldly and do your thing in the world because that's yeah. what the world needs right? I struggled a lot with um, the self-compassion part. I'm very hard on myself. Mm -hmm. Like if I make a mistake, it was the end of, not so much anymore, but it was like the end of the world. And everybody around me, me would try to be compassionate and, 
And now I'm working on that. And it's just, that's a struggle every single day to not beat myself up when I'm like, there's a typo, you know what I mean? Or there's not a link, the, the link's wrong, you know? Like it's, it's every single day. But I think the hardest thing really was struggling with not enoughness, like feeling not enough in my, in my, for, as a mother, mm-hmm. as a business owner, and then as a wife. Like you are just pulled in so many different directions and you only have so much and as a friend. It's like, how can I be all of these things? And you just have to know that you're enough. Like this, you're enough in every moment. Yeah, it's so true. And I think, I mean, that's a great point to bring up is just how many roles and how many ways we do feel pulled. And if we're trying to be perfect in every single role at, at all times, I mean, we're setting ourselves up to just feel disappointed. But yeah. it's better just to be enough, to know that you're enough, like just as you are. <laughs> yeah, and you have to remind yourself every single day that you are enough and you have to believe it. Um, every single day I have, sometimes I have to like hear it. You know, I had to ask somebody to tell me. You know what I mean? Like I just need to hear it from somebody else who just tell me that I'm enough right now, that I am enough. Yes, that you're doing enough, you are enough, you have enough. You and it. you know, the evidence is around you that it, that's, that's the case. You know, Ford is the happiest baby I know. My marriage has never been better. And I still am like, am I enough? Like, am I a good enough mom? Am I a good enough wife? Am I a good enough business owner? And you know what? Some days it's, I'm not great at any of them. Yeah. And that's okay, but I'm always enough. Absolutely. And I think that that's like so real. I love that you just brought that up because like we can still be like on top of our game and still wonder like, am I doing enough? Like, am I being a good enough mom or a good enough wife? And that's part of being human. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, yeah, I think we, you know, I think we need to talk about the ick more, you know, like the yuck stuff, because clearly we don't, because so many people think this is easy and that it's perfect. Like I said, somebody inboxed me and said my life looked perfect. And I just couldn't believe that. You know what I mean? I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Cause I was like, it's so not, you know, but it's, it's definitely not, and it's definitely, we're all definitely human. And now I know that the people I looked up to and I used to think that their lives were perfect, I know that that, that was definitely not the case. Yeah, we're only seeing a small portion of the picture, right? Mm-hmm. As much as they want to show us. Exactly. Paige, thank you so much for being a rocking so guest on the Anonymous <laughs> Revolution. I've loved having you. Thank you. I loved being here. Yay. So I'm going to include all of your information in the show notes. So for all of our listeners who are joining us, definitely go and check that out so you can connect with Paige because I can promise you this woman is up to some beautiful things. Yes, we will see you guys again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the Enoughness Revolution. If today's episode rocked your world or added value to your life, I'd love for you to let us know by leaving a quick review on iTunes. The Enoughness Revolution is a global conversation for owning who we are as women and owning who we are as leaders. If you're ready to break free from the destructive stories of not enough and step boldly into your own leadership, visit me at megan-hale.com for one-on-one coaching, group programs, and courses all designed to empower you to lead. Until next time, you're beautiful, you're powerful, you're capable of achieving everything you desire. Claim your enoughness, sister, and unleash the fierce feminine leader within.